Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we take turns throwing bombs at each other until we calm down. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including new trailers for both Pokemon and Kirby. And then on Thursday, we're helping some Nintendo characters with their job searches. But in the meantime, Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Can I turn this question around on you, Patrick? Oh, no. And ask... And ask how I'm How doing? are you doing? Well, here's the thing. Um, uh, it is a... Look, we're not doing a weather report. We're not not reporting on the weather. However, I had plans this morning to go and play tennis with some friends out at the park, which is not a sentence that I would normally utter. I haven't played tennis in probably 20 years, um, but I did have plans this morning. And then I get a text at like 730 from my friends being like, rain check, because it was raining. So it was a little bit of a bummer for me this morning to have like the one like social activity that I had planned for the, the day that wasn't this. That this is also social and I enjoy it. Um, having that canceled by the rain. Right. And to reiterate your point, Patrick, this is not a weather report. We are not doing a weather report. But if you don't live in Los Angeles, yes, it's um, and you just experience weather like normal people do. It's difficult to understand that in LA, like when we get rain it is usually we have like two weeks of warning right like it's like an event yes whether people are talking about Mm -hmm. it everybody's talking about it it's like rain is coming be prepared for rain people are physically and mentally preparing themselves for rain so when rain just like spontaneously happens like it does like it should happen like you know like in a normal place it would happen it's surprising well and like there is a like a physical, like literal, real component to the fact that like rain makes uh, L.A. driving more dangerous than it makes other city driving because it rains so infrequently here. There's just like a layer of oil that builds up on the street. So when it does rain, almost never, the roads become insanely slick. Yeah. Um, and I've lived in snowy climates. I've lived in places where the roads c- c- cover in ice instantly, and it's more dangerous to drive in the rain here. <laughs> Um, also something that's very dangerous, borrowing my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch, not dangerous at all, but would you like to do it? Uh, you can certainly try, uh, email us, Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com and, uh, give us a mailing address where we can send you my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch. I am not currently going into the post office to do this, but, uh, Someday I will feel comfortable, and the uh, program will continue. In the meantime, get your name on that list. I'm also just going to say, stamps.com, if you're listening, yeah, this is a perfect opportunity, right, for like a little uh, synergy. Sure. Uh, that's a great point. I feel like I would still need to go into the post office to get like the uh, packaging, right? According to the ads... Yeah, they say you never go to the post office again. Look, we're not doing these ads for free, okay? <laughs> so whatever we just said about stamps.com, like take it, remove it from your minds. Yeah, we forget didn't, about we it. We didn't say anything. Here's something that you should imprint onto your mind. Right. And that is that you can leave us a five-star review on Spotify, 
Um, and you can do that now because Spotify allows reviews, as we pointed out last week in devastating news. We do not, we're not able to see who leaves us five-star reviews, but we have seen that many people have. So thank you so much to everybody who has left us a five-star review on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. As always, if you leave us a five-star review on the US Apple Podcast Store, we will see it and we'll give you a shout out. If you leave us a review anywhere else or you share the show any other way, let us know. We would love to give you a shout out. Send us an email. Hit us up on Twitter. Thank you so much to New Chungus, who left us a review on the US Apple Podcast Store. Thank you, New Chungus. They also uh, say that we should talk about Five Nights at Freddy, a franchise that is really like a complete blind spot to me. I know what it is and I know Mm -hmm. about it, but I've never played any of the games. Uh, Yeah, I'm in the exact same boat. Um, Also to the point where I'm, I'm going to raise this question. Is the name of the series Five Nights at Freddy's? Like the, that the place belongs to Freddy or is it Five Nights at Freddy? I'm going to guess. Let's not look it up. Let's not look it up. Right. That, that wouldn't be in our nature. <laughs> uh, I'm going to hazard a guess that you are correct. Okay. And it is Five, Night at, Five Nights at Freddy's. Now, the, now, Disney has started naming everything just like Disney, right? They don't say Disney's sure, in sure, Canto. Sure. They just yeah. say Disney, Disney in Canto. Canto right. Disney Turk. That's the... Um, the gorilla from um, Tarzan, Tarzan, voiced by Rosie O'Donnell. One of the worst characters in Disney animated history. Like, I'm kind of hard-pressed to think of a character I dislike more than Turk. That being said, yes. I think you are correct that it's probably, like, Freddy's Pizza Place right, and not Freddy a Pizza Place. Um, so what, what do you think we should do here? Uh, obviously, you and I can't really speak about the series at, at present, um, but maybe it's something we should uh, dip our toes into. Yeah, and maybe something to file away for a topic episode in the future. There we go. Um, filed away. Speaking of topic episodes in the future, March is Kirby month, which means we are going to be playing a bunch of Kirby games, one every week in March, um, culminating, of course, in uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land at the end of the month. Um, but leading up to that, there are four Kirby games that we will need to play. And I tell you what, Mark and I, uh, we've got limited experience with Kirby as a franchise. We have special the, the, there are games in the franchise that have been special to us at various times, almost never together, right? right? Um, but uh, so we need your input. We need your suggestions. Uh, thank you so much to everyone who has already emailed us, Nintendo Cartridge Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com gmail. uh, with suggestions for games for us to play. Um, and uh, uh, so keep, keep, keep those coming or you can tweet at us uh, at Nincart Society on um, Twitter. Um, but uh, here's something that I, I would like to bring up. We got an email from Alana um, and Alana has this to say. Uh, and I think this is all this is all good to take to heart. She says, I hope you two are doing well. I'm writing because uh, I'm writing in because my Kirby hype meter has been off the charts ever since it was uh, ever since seeing the most really recent trailer for Kirby and the Forgotten Land. I was really hoping that you two would decide to do a Kirby month. So I was pleasantly surprised when you announced it on Thursday's episodes. Um, I also finally got around to listening to Mark's episode of Call Me By Your Game about Kirby Superstar. I sort of forgot to listen to it back when it came out, so let this be a reminder to other listeners out there uh, who also forgot. It's a great app, and I have to agree at this point. It is a good app. Go listen to Mark's episode of Call Me By Your Game. Um, 
Alana goes on to say, Kirby Superstar has been the Kirby game for me for as long as I can remember. I grew up with it and I return to it every few years. It's been one of my favorite games and it would be a great it would be great if you guys want to cover it during the Kirby month. But like the two of you, I really don't have much experience with Kirby outside of a handful of other games. And it seems to me like everyone and their mother already knows and loves Superstar. So instead of replaying Superstar, I've just I've decided to uh, to finally take the Kirby plunge. And then she goes through and like lists some other games. So, Mark, I'm going to say he, what I'm going to suggest, because we did get the suggestion of Kirby Superstar uh, from a couple different um, listeners. I feel like Kirby Superstar should be table stakes that I should you are obviously already very familiar with it I have played it a little bit I will familiarize myself with Kirby Superstar and then we will take that base knowledge into Kirby month with us what do you say about that I think that that sounds great I I like I like that a lot yeah um that just because I I agree with uh Alana's statement there that like that is sort of like the er Kirby game right like it is what we think of when we think of like what's the classic Kirby um so that is going to when we start talking about Kirby we're going to assume that everyone has already played it and already liked it and already listened to Mark's call me by your game about it yeah I'm sure that Kirby Superstar is going to come up during uh Kirby month in March but I definitely agree that um we yeah it I don't think at this point it makes sense to do an entire episode right around it right I agree with that um Cool. Thank you for agreeing. I think that'll be fun. And then we can all be on the same page if, as we get into like the weirder Yeah, I mean, I am excited to hear about your experience with it. And maybe we should play some of it together. Yes, I actually feel kind of strongly about that because that that's the best way to play Kirby Superstar, in my opinion. Yeah, and you have the two Super Nintendo controllers for the... Uh, I do. That's right. Perfect. It's also on the um, Super NES uh, Classic Edition, right? Probably. And I think... That came with two controllers. Is that right? Am I remembering anything about <laughs> <laughs> about the equipment that we? I have? don't know because I can't remember either. Yeah. Um. And then we. Uh. Okay. So that's Kirby Month. Right. Right in with uh other Kirby games that we should play. Um. I also got an email from um Aaron uh addressing the issue of uh currently playing or what we've been playing as a uh, as the name of the segment. Aaron writes, unfortunately, I don't have any ideas on how to update the currently playing segment, uh, but an example of flair would be from the Get Played podcast, previously How Did This Get Played, featuring former guest Heather Ann Campbell. Thank you for remembering. Uh, they start the segment by saying, what are you playing in the style of the Resident, the merchant from Resident Evil 4? Can we hear your best impressions of him? Um, so I I heard, I I listened to How Did This Get Played, um, and... Uh, yeah, it's every time I say like, "What have you been playing?" I, I want to do like, "What are you playing?" Um, and then I heard them doing it, and I was like, "Well, now now we can't do it." And now I just did the impression. So <laughs> I um hesitate to do an impression. <laughs> just a blanket statement. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like it'll turn. It'll somehow it'll turn out to be offensive. I'm just really bad at uh, imp- uh, impressions. All right. Well, then let's get into what we've been playing this week. Mark, we made a mistake last week in talking about... That doesn't sound like us. We made a mistake in talking about Mario Kart 
and like what future Mario Karts will bring because it just got me Jones in for Mario Kart. Um, so Sarah and I had a very pleasant afternoon uh, on Saturday playing just a ton of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I don't have any fresh perspective on it. The game rules. I can't wait for there to be another one. Um, I played a lot as Dry Bowser. You can play as Dry Bowser. How cool is that? It's so... Anytime I go back to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which is honestly not that often because I'm like, you know, when I'm thinking of, oh, I just have a few minutes, I want to play something. A lot of times my mind doesn't go to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe because I feel like I've like I've played it. What more is there to do? And yet every time I do go back, it's you're like, oh, fun. right. This is amazing. Yeah, like it's the best time I can have playing video games. Why would I not do it all the time? What are you playing? Okay. All right. <laughs> is that a little bit like uh, Eddie Valiant? I, uh, okay. I was hearing almost more Grover. <laughs> Which was my intention. Mm, okay. Sorry, I thought for some reason no, it's that, we were, that we were supposed to be doing the Resident Evil character in the voice of Grover. I, I see, I see. I, I thought see. that was the prompt. Ah, uh, that was Fozzie. I was doing Fozzie there. Um, I see on this list that you've also been playing Altered Beast, which we talked a little bit about last week. Yeah. When it became available on the Genesis. Yeah, on the uh, uh, Nintendo Switch Online plus expansion pack um, uh, on the Genesis collection there. Yeah, it, Altered Beast is one of those games that is like held up uh, in memory, if not in like critical consensus, as being like one of the cool Genesis games that you know started in the arcade, had a pretty faithful arcade port on the Genesis. Um, and all I could really remember about it uh, was that you were a, a dude that turns into... A beast, right? Like a, a, a werewolf. An altered beast. Yeah, you alter into a beast. Um, but it, you don't beast right away. You have to collect these little orbs. Uh, and you start off as like kind of a scrawny guy. You collect one orb and you become like a really buff guy. You collect a second orb and you become an insanely buff guy. We're talking like He-Man levels, right? Muscles on muscles on muscles. Uh, you're the mountain who rides at this point. Um and then it is only on collecting the third orb that you become uh, a beast. Now, the issue here is that skinny guy, medium guy, big guy, and beast all have basically the same moves. They punch, they kick. The only thing that's different is like you get a little, uh, like a little extra like motion or like energy or something that comes off the punches and kicks. So they have more range and deal more damage. Um, but the game is as terrible as like everyone it's it, it's it's current reputation is that of a bad game uh and it earns that like through and through um it's super difficult uh there's no continue system so when you use up your three lives you're done and i'm sure that made sense in the arcade where you could pop another quarter in but there is no such option uh playing it on genesis uh and just kind of sucks and is boring and slow yeah i've never played it beyond maybe like the first level or two truly i can get into the second level and then it falls apart so remind me so the first level you're in a cemetery right rise from your grave second level you are i don't even remember okay i think i got there once while i was playing it uh the uh, last week um and it is mostly just like a like a forgettable ignorable experience this feels like something the a franchise that in the playstation 3 era they probably tried to reboot. Oh boy! Do you, but I, 
I don't think so. No. I mean, you're right that it it does seem like that kind of franchise. Um, But, I mean, this is like a bad version of, uh, like, Ghosts and Goblins. Do you know what I mean? Like, it it, it is one of those games, uh, but, like, even more punishing and even slower and, like, harder to be any good at. I would love to hear from anybody who, like, can defend Altered Beast. Oh, yeah. Altered Beast stands out there. Like, please let me know what you see in this game. It, do I just need to make it to level three and the game gets great? Like, it's possible. It's totally possible. It's like a Netflix series that it's like, look, it's 10 episodes long and the first eight are bad, but it pays off for the last two. <laughs> and just the last two. Yeah. Uh, and then the second, third, and fourth seasons are all terrible, uniformly. <laughs> I've been playing uh, mostly Paper Mario. And uh, the on Nintendo 64, Switch Online. Really enjoying it. We talked about last week. Kind of hit a little bump in the road with the uh, Shy Guy toy box. Yep. And um, the beginning of Yoshi's Island, I wasn't really loving. But the volcano, which is kind of like the oh, yeah. like the boss area. Like, that's fun. Sushi, which is the companion that you get is um, in that area, is a good companion. Like them a lot. And I just, like, opened up the flower field area, and so I'm about to go into there. And, yeah, I really like the game. Just like with your Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, I don't really have anything new to say about it other than I just think it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I do think someday we should rank the companions in uh, Paper Mario. Um, It's a little thin as a premise, but if we can lump it with, like, another... Ooh, remember when we used to do those, like... uh, uh, for, like for Star Tropics, and we did like a mega ranking uh-huh. where we ranked many things. Maybe we can do the same thing for Paper Mario. For Paper Mario, that'd be fun. Uh, we should do. Uh, look at us coming up with uh episode ideas on well while we record. It's a bad idea. We shouldn't do that. Uh, all right, that's what we've been playing this week. Let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. What are you playing? No. That was like if you were voicing Howard the Duck, I think. <laughs> All right. Well, sorry that I thought that was the it's assignment. Good. <laughs> I like it. So on Thursday, January 20th, uh, Windjammers 2 is released. Windjammers 2 we talked about last week. There was a documentary put out by the developers talking about the original game and uh, the work that went into Windjammers 2. This game has been delayed a couple of times, yeah. or at least delayed a long time. But it's finally coming out. Yeah, and I am excited for it. Um, it is, uh, you know, not Windjammers is not uh, a game that I have any history with. Um, I only really know it by reputation. Um, but it seems really cool, and the that documentary like really got me excited about it. Is are are you interested in it at all? Not really, but I think that. Um Will you play some with me yes, here in yeah, my house? Okay, yeah. great. I will definitely do that, for sure. We'll play a little Kirby Superstar. We'll yeah, play yeah. a little Windjammers, too. Yeah. It'll be a nice day. Um, all right. Cool. Uh, those, that's there. I don't really see anything else coming out uh, this week. Of, yeah, nothing uh, really stands out to me either. Everyone getting out of the way of Pokemon. Although, I mean, there is, <laughs> on Friday, my eye does see there's two games. Okay. One called Baby Storm. Is that just like explanatory? I feel like like an X Men prequel film. I think that is my assumption. That's my assumption. I'm not gonna look it up, right? But that's my assumption. The second thing is Horrid Henry's Crazy Carts. 
That's pretty good. That's almost hello, Kitty Cruisers. <laughs> it is almost. Uh, let me ask you a serious question, you please. Uh, on the subject of Baby Storm, who would be the best X Men baby? In what? What's the, what's our criteria? Uh, best to raise. Mm, best, best like to star in a Baby Geniuses sequel. Okay. Oh boy. Uh, I mean, I think I want to say just like overall, like you're gonna spend best s- baby, best best ex baby. Yeah. Okay. Um. I think, mm-hmm. and maybe this is um. I think Beast. Beast. Be be cute. Yeah, Beast would be cute. He'd be fuzzy. Like, I think that's good. I was going to go with Nightcrawler. Um, so, like, we want to see some blue babies, right? I think. <laughs> I think we want to see some blue babies. The thing with the thing with Beast is that he would still be, like, hyper-intelligent as a baby, right? Right. So that would be cute. He'd be wearing those little glasses. Yeah, and, and he like, could, like, write thank you notes for you. That'd be nice. <laughs> All right, Mark, let's get out of the new releases. Now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It is time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Uh, Mark, we're talking about rainy day activities um, today, which, uh, you know, again... We don't have a, a weather report segment, but we have made clear it did, in fact, rain today. Um, do you have any go-tos, like any things that you like to do when it rains? I really like to go for a walk in the rain. Whoa. If it is not like if it's not like super heavy stormy, but it's just like a little bit rainy, I think that's I, I really enjoy that. I like like getting out yeah. and actually being able to walk around in it. Yeah. Um I guess there was a time in my life when it, where I would have liked that, um, but I just don't. I think with the infrequency of the rain in L.A. that, like, I've moved out of that. Um, but I definitely remember that in college there were times when it, there was, like, a downpour, um, and I would, like, go out with the goal of, like, get soaked. Um, but, yeah, now now that thought – and also that's just that's a very, like, college mindset of, like, <laughs> I don't well, care. Well, you just want to feel something. I, yeah, I don't yeah. care how uncomfortable I am. I just want to have fun. <laughs> um, wow, go for a walk. I feel like I like to, especially now, I like to embrace the dry, warm, like, cozy comforts when it's rainy outside, even though when I'm inside – I have there's a zero percent chance that I'm going to get wet at all from the rain out there. I think I just like to like assert my dryness o- over the outside. In what in what ways? I mean, like getting under a blanket. Oh, uh huh. Um, mm-hmm. If there is, uh, uh, it, I'm not often around a, a fireplace, but like lighting a candle, something like that. Um, I, th- in theory, I like reading um, on a, a rainy day. Uh, but I have I have yet to understand the like mental uh, chemistry that makes it so I can focus on a book, uh, and sometimes that'll be rain, sometimes it'll be a sunny day. Like I, I don't know what's what what's gonna happen. When do do you like to read in the rain? I like um I, I like that like cozy feeling yeah for sure. But I love the idea where I'm like I'm gonna like wrap myself in a blanket, sit yeah. down on the couch, open up a book, and then immediately fall asleep. Right? Yes, yes, yes. 
um, yeah, immediately fall asleep or like start scrolling around on, on Twitter or something. <laughs> um, I always think of the uh, the never ending story and that kid reading um, the the book uh, like during a storm. Is um, the book called The Never Ending Story? Yes. Okay. I think so. <laughs> I that think would make sense. True. Yeah, it would make sense. Um, are there? Yeah, yeah. Let's assume that it is. Um, what else would it be called? I don't know, like the tales of, uh, and what is the name of the <laughs> land in the never-ending story? I don't know. doesn't matter. Um, but, like, the, it's it's so cool that, like, you know, he's got to, like, you know, uh, latch the windows because, mm-hmm. like, the storm is, like, coming in. And he's like, no, it's just me in the book. Like, there's something very romantic and fun about that. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever... Um, actually, I was going to say, I don't know that I've ever lived anywhere where I had to, like, latch the windows. But that's not true. My first apartment in L.A., um, I'd have to latch the windows. And they were – it was a v- older building, and the windows were very old. Mm. And so if it got – I what I ended up having to do was, like, tie – well, in theory, I could have used twine, but I just used floss because that's what I had right. to, like, tie the window together, basically, because the latch didn't latch that well. No. And it was, like, right above my bed. And so, so one time I, I would come home and the windows just had, like, blown open. So there was just, like, dirt all over oh, no. my bed. Yeah. Um, that's the worst. Needing string and having not, like, purchased it ahead of time is so – it's humiliating. Because you're like, what do I – What do, do I use a shirt? What do I do? How do I, how do I keep this thing tied down? Do I have enough, like, tape to fake it? Right. Um, or, like, an extension cord? Um, and every like workaround solution makes you feel bad about yourself. Other rainy day activities. Are there rainy day foods or drinks you like to partake in? Like a soup? I'm not really a soup person. I'm not really a soup person either. Sarah's big into soup, especially when it gets cold or cooler. Mm-hmm. So we end up having a lot of soup. My husband's really into soup. It, but it doesn't matter the temperature. We need to get these soup freaks together so <laughs> we don't have to eat so when much dang soup. He still, loves to eat, he still wants to eat soup. He likes to sweat. <laughs> he li- Well, I mean, I like to sweat, too. A like, soup sweat? No, I don't like a soup sweat. I like a sauna sweat or, like, a hot tub sweat. And occasionally I'll like a run sweat. Like, I'm going for a run sweat. I do, I do not care for saunas. You do not care for saunas? I do not care for saunas. Oh, man. I think that if it was, like, an individual sauna where I could be guaranteed that nobody else had sweat in there, I'd be fine with it. So it's other people's sweat? I guess we'll never know. (laughs) We were accompanied today by an ensemble at the Musical Instrument Museum in Phoenix. All right, Mark, let's get into the news. What you been playing? Okay. All right. That's pretty good. <laughs> little Captain Barboza. Yeah. Yeah. And a, yeah. And a little, uh, a little Gonzo. Right. How is it possible that they're all Muppets? Muppets. I don't know. Look, we were raised by the Muppets. That's just what it's going to be. And we, we've got, uh, I'm sure subconsciously Muppet babies on the brain because we were talking about X-Men babies. Like it's all. And also how far is Frank Oz ever from the top of your mind? Great point. Last Friday. Nintendo released a 13-minute gameplay preview for Pokemon Legends Arceus, giving players the first real look at what the moment-to-moment gameplay actually looks like. Mark, did you check out this trailer? I did. I did watch it. Um, I also uh, gave it a a watch and was like, now hold on a minute. Um, Because there are a lot of ways that this trailer was just 
showing the things that we already kind of knew about the game, right? That there was like a semi-open world environment that uh, you as the trainer would be like sneaking up on Pokemon slash avoiding them slash dodging out of the way as they attack you. Um, we knew about um, like gathering materials and crafting and stuff. But for whatever reason, seeing it like in action and in context uh, cracked the code for me. Oh, interesting. Where I am now like, Oh, this looks cool. I'm excited about this. I did like seeing it in context because I watching this it made me realize it like it was a lot of like oh okay like that 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 ended up being true and ah I see where that came from because I feel like after the initial reveal I was not following news for this game very closely unless we talked about it on the show and so you know I had like seen headlines and snippets and yeah. people's impressions. But so that was all like out there for me. And so I'm like, I kind of think I know what this game is like aiming for, but seeing it in the trailer just laid out. And like you said, in context, you're like, oh, okay. I feel like I do have a better understanding of what this game is. I thought it looked really good. Does that make me crazy? Like I thought like, no, the world looks appealing. Here's the thing. I'm totally with you. Like the, uh, Art design of uh of of the game coupled with like the competency of the the switch hardware like makes it look good to yeah, me. Yeah, I thought it looked appealing. The other thing I thought was fun, and uh, they don't like dwell it on dwell on it in the trailer, but that I think is interesting. That I uh, I I don't feel like we've seen in other games, in other like, uh, especially. Let me start that all. Yeah, <laughs> let yeah, me, sure. Let me sure. form real sentences. So basically, the part in the trailer that I was like, "Oh, that is cool. That's fun." I don't know that we've seen this in other Pokemon games, other even in you know like a lot of the spinoffs, other than Pokemon Snap, which is just Pokemon being Pokemon yes. out in the world. Yeah. Um. You know, in Pokemon Sword and Shield, we did get the wild regions, like the wild areas. Yeah. And Pokemon were in there, but it felt to me more like um just like the Pokemon in Let's Go. Where they're there, but they're not, like, interacting with the environment. They're just kind of, like, pacing around, waiting for you to go up to them. Whereas this part, when they show you throwing a berry at a Psyduck, you know, in the direction of the Psyduck, it's like, oh, it just seems like the Psyducks are, like, living life, like, enjoying it, interacting with the environment in a way they do in, like, Pokemon Snap. Yes. And then you are engaging with that. And that seemed to me more fun than how we've seen it pokemon in the world before well like more immersive and more like convincing you that the because i i always struggle with like what the heck actually is a pokemon is it a is it an animal is it a monster is it some sort of uh like spirit creature that like haunts the the land or like what exactly is it and the answer is always like sort of all of it but seeing them in the wild or in like their natural habitat like you do in snap goes a long way towards convincing me that they are a real part of this world um, instead of like, you know, your party member that you throw out next in the RPG. Yeah. And so the I hope that that little snippet that we see is true for a lot of the interactions with the yeah. game. And it seems like that's kind of the point, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, early in this Pokemon relation and human relationship. You, It is more wild 
And so that that seems like a fun aspect of it to me. Yeah. Um, so some of the things that they showed off in the trailer, um, you know, the missions and fulfilling requests. Um, and these also felt a little bit more like uh, Pokemon Snap-esque sort of missions to me, where like the one that they, uh, the example from the trailer or from the preview is someone saying that he wanted to see what a... Um, uh, uh, Shinx ears looks like um, and so you capture a Shinx and like give it to him um, but like just the fact that it's the it's couched in this idea that like he wants to see what the thing's ears look like and so when you capture it you necessarily see what its ears look like I don't know there's there's something about like the in-universe discoverability matching the player's discoverability that is like appealing and smart to me it seems like they're tapping into what's attractive about these characters and concepts and making it part of the game. Yeah, I completely agree. I also, you have a note here that um, you had forgotten that the game kind of has like a Final Fantasy X like battle system. Yeah. And uh, I read that before I watched the trailer and then I watched the trailer and I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. Like it totally feels like Final Fantasy X. Yeah, so just basically it's that there's like a turn order in the upper right-hand corner and what moves you pick are like if you choose the strong or agile versions of them affect when you will get to take a turn next. And so you will always see like the turn order laid out um, in, in a certain order until you make a decision that would change the turn order. Um, and that was also true in Final Fantasy X. And you could see um, like more turns pop up if you like cast you know fast or slow spells on your allies or your uh, opponents. Uh, and it's just that's such a fun way to do turn-based combat that isn't the like sort of like active time battle um, in a lot of Final Fantasy games. Uh, and I'm happy to see it incorporated here just as like one more layer to make the Pokemon turn-based action more appealing. There are alpha Pokemon who are bigger and more aggressive versions of normal Pokemon. And their eyes are glowing red. <laughs> These are scary looking Pokemon. There's also something called noble Pokemon. <laughs> which I love. <laughs> yep. Which require the trainer to pacify them with thrown bombs and attack with Pokemon. Um, I just really like the name noble Pokemon. And I like that you have to use bombs to calm them down. I like that too. But the the throwing bombs at them is where the game looks like it's most like third person shootery almost, right? That you are obviously just controlling the trainer, throwing bombs at them with like a little reticle in the middle of the screen. And you're like strafing left and right and dodging out of the way of their attacks. Um and you do this to like lower a little meter, and then every now and then you can throw out your own Pokemon to actually fight it in a regular turn-based battle, which will like get rid of more of that meter. And so it's just like a rinse and repeat, uh, going back and forth between like Pokemon fights and this more like active, um, sort of third-person thrower shooter, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's just neat that they have this like multi-step process towards pacifying and catching the, these noble Pokemon. Last week, we talked about, you know, that it seemed like Nintendo had been quiet on yes. this game for the you know past month or so, which makes sense. Again, there was a new Pokemon game released a little over eight weeks ago. Yeah. Maybe even a little less than eight weeks ago. Um, but uh, obviously, things are beginning to ramp back up. You're excited for it. The game comes out on the 28th of January. Yeah. I think I'm 
willing to experience it through you. Do you think that you're going to pick it up at launch or do you think you'll wait a little bit? Here's the thing. Yes, I do think I'm going to pick it up at launch and I'm going to grab myself a physical copy so we can share it, Mark. So I can play it for a while. I can say, I am bored of this product now. Mark, here you may play it, which is a lesson that we need to learn more. It's true. I mean, I've said it before. I regret not buying Paper Mario the Origami King physical because I think you would enjoy it and I wish I could just let you borrow my copy. Right. And same of like every time I've purchased a Xenoblade Chronicles <laughs> game. Like, why do I do this? <laughs> I should buy them physical so I can play them for a little while and then let Mark play it for a little while. Uh, and then we would all just, you know, have a little bit more exposure to these interesting Nintendo games. So, yes. No, I am uh, I am currently in the like, yes, I would like to play this game. It looks fun. It looks interesting. Let's get into it. We also got a new trailer and a release date for Kirby and the Forgotten Land. The uh, the trailer dropped last week, and the game will be coming out on Friday, March 25th. Woo! Again, perfect timing for our Kirby month. Yep. Um, other observations from the trailer, Patrick? Uh, so, uh, it looks like uh, co-op is available in, in the game with the second player controlling the uh, bandana Waddle Dee. This is local only. There is no online multiplayer for this game. Um, copy abilities are back. Uh, so Kirby, standard Kirby procedure, he can swallow someone and take their ability. Uh, we saw two new abilities, uh, the driller ability where he goes underground and like, you know, kind of moles around them and then pops them out of the ground. Um, and then a ranger, which, uh, Kirby shoots, uh, like an old timey, like musket, <laughs> like one of those like flare barrel, uh, things, uh, very strange. It's, it is very strange. I guess he has angry eyebrows and he does have angry eyebrows. U S um, cover art for Kirby for a reason. Um, then there's also some sort of like, uh, town hub area um that you develop as you play and you'll play mini games with with the townsfolk there was a like a cafe mini game uh with like kirby picking out the right food for you know whatever and then we also see kirby fishing um which you know anytime there's fishing in a video game i'm annoyed by it already (laughs) um and then there is uh a listed on the um the game's uh, site on Nintendo.com. There is Amiibo support. It is not specified at the moment what that support is. I don't think we'll be getting Amiibo specifically for this game. There already is a Kirby line of Amiibo from um, Star Allies. Uh, But yeah. Uh, So Mark, what'd you think of the, uh, of the trailer? Yeah. I, I still don't really know what to expect from this game. I have not played 3D Kirby before. Yeah. And so I don't really have any expectations other than it looks cool. It looks pretty, like, pretty. Yeah. Um, there are moments in the trailer that, uh, like, there's one where it's, like, sun. the sun is setting or it's golden hour or something. Right, right. And it's just like, whoa, that is unexpected from a Kirby game. Although I say that and it's like, what do I expect from a Kirby game? Um, Usually... You know, a cute beginning, mm-hmm. an eldritch horror ending. Yes, this is. I wanted to talk about this, but yeah, keep going. Well, I, you know, I mean, that's pretty much it, right? Like, yeah. cute, cuddly, and out of its mind. Yes. So, and I think that we got a lot of that like cosmic horror out of its mind energy here, but sort of like funneled through like Cormac McCarthy, right? Like we the the sort of ruined cityscape that we see here, I I wonder if it is taking the place of the cosmic horror. Like if we're not going to travel into space and fight a brain with a heart inside of it. Um 
and we're just going to do all of that horrible stuff on Earth instead of in space. I don't know. I'm I'm very I'm excited about this game, um, and I don't know what to make of the like sort of like town buildy stuff and like the mini games involved. I know mini games are a big part of uh, like Kirby Superstar and like other Kirby games. Um, does that give you any pause? Are you excited about mini games? How are you feeling about that? Yeah, uh, it doesn't. I guess kind of my mindset with this whole game is that I'm trying not to have yeah. any real expectations for it mm-hmm. because I feel like I, uh, for whatever reason, was very excited for Star Allies. Yeah, and I ended up just like thinking it was fine, but I didn't play it under the best. Like I did not play it in co-op, which I think was a mistake. And um, so I'm like, does this should this one I play in co-op or is this co-op more of just like, yeah, an add-on type thing? It's really hard to know. So I kind of I'm trying to go in with a blank slate. Yeah, I think it looks cool, but I really don't know what to expect. Um, what do you make of the fact that we got the game's release date just sort of in a a video like this? Um, do you think that? we can fold that into any like speculation or expectation about an incoming Nintendo direct between now and the end of March. That's a great question. I getting both this and the, uh, Pokemon legends are Arceus trailer, like in the same week makes me feel like we're going to wait. Oh really? Yeah. To me, I was going to say that it felt, feels like a little bit of cl- throat oh, clearing. Sure. Yeah. To me, because I, it does, I, uh, I'm trying to imagine a scenario where in a Nintendo Direct, we yeah. got like this 13-minute, you know, Pokemon yeah, totally. Legends Arceus trailer, or we got this, I mean, the, I guess the Kirby one more I could see, but yeah, I, I guess what I'm saying is I don't think it portends anything necessarily. For a Nintendo Direct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess you can read it either way. Either as a throat clearing so they can be like, okay, now for the games coming in the second half of the year, or even like after March. Um, or uh, it could be like, no, we made the only two announcements that we have to make. Uh, one of them not even really being an announcement so much as just a preview of a game that's coming out in a week and a half. Um, but yeah, uh, regardless, cool to get two sort of like meaty, meaningful trailers for first-party Nintendo games last week. Nintendo had previously announced that with the release of Sora from Kingdom Hearts in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, they that was like the last update for the game. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and like a month later, they were like, also no more spirit board events. Right. Yeah. Uh, but then, so they've been running like old events, but last week they announced that Smash would be celebrating the 35th anniversary of Street Fighter with a new spirit board event featuring evil uh, Ryu, who's a brand new spirit. Which they said they were done updating the game, that there would be no more events. Here's a new event. And a new spirit. And I know a new spirit in the game is not, that's not a lot. They're not adding a lot, but like they're adding something. Mm-hmm. Mark, what's going on here? I know it, it does feel, it just feel, it's a little strange that they're like, no more updates. By the way, here's an update. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it's not a bad, I like Smash, like Tetris 99, should just be a consistent billboard for whatever new thing they want to push or celebrate. Um, and it doesn't have to be in the form of a new character. It can be a new spirit board with like, you know, one new spirit. Like that's fine and fun even, um, which is very strange that they would be like, we're done with that. 
Uh, by the way, we're not done with that. Right. Especially, so this started January 14th and runs for five days, meaning it's uh, almost over with Yeah. by the time that this recording goes live. No indication that this is like a reversal of policy or just a, just like a one-off. Yeah. Additionally, the Metroid Dread Spirits, which were released as a limited time offering when Dread launched in October, are back in the game permanently now. Uh, which is good. Uh, any, any of those like time specific things? Uh, I don't. Are, are do you know if there are other spirits that like were in this like part of an event that are like gone now? I don't. Uh, they shouldn't do that. They should just all be in the game. The Japanese eShop for both the 3DS and the Wii U will stop accepting credit card payments today, January 18th. Users will still be able to add money with gift cards. You can buy games with existing funds and download previously purchased games. So it is not being completely shut down. Right. They're just not accepting credit card payments. No word yet on when the North American eShops will follow suit and no indication about what this means for services Nintendo is likely to sunset sometime in the next couple of years. Right. So we saw this uh, not that long ago with um, the Wii eShop uh, ending its run. Um, uh, and slowly, right? Like in phases that first they weren't accepting new credit card payments or uh, that you couldn't add points. Um, I think those were two separate things, right? One is uh, not doing credit card. Another, you couldn't add points in any way. And then uh, simply no longer being allowed to download anything, uh, regardless of whether you had points to spend or not. Cannot access the eShop, um, which is the, the current state of it now. Um, and that... You know, then was Domino's right? Like uh, over the course, it took years for the for the whole thing to happen. Um, but it, at, at the end of it, the Wii eShop was up and running for twelve years and one month. Um, and so, if we were to extrapolate and say that the other eShops would also be a, up for twelve years and one month, here's what the numbers look like on that: the 3DS eShop originally opened March 2011 which means 12 years and one month later is April, 2023. So that's a year and just a couple months from now. Uh, and the Wii U eShop, uh, November of uh, 2012. So uh, 12 years and one month later would be December, the, the very end of 2024. Um, I think it would be weird for them not to shut them down at the same time. Um, just cause like you can see 3DS games in the Wii U eShop and you can see Wii U games in the 3DS eShop, um, and like you share the same wallet between them. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just interesting to think of like how much more life do either of those virtual marketplaces have? Yeah, yeah, especially something like the 3DS, where you know we talked there was we talked about last week that there or maybe two weeks ago that there was a Atlas sale yeah. on just 3DS games, and they were at a really good price. Like I ended up. Picking one up. Um, oh, wow. I wonder if that sale was also happening in Japan, too, and if that's why they were doing it, because they were coming up on the, like, sunsetting oh, of, of taking credit cards. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there is so much on uh, the 3DS library that I have, like, don't own or never bought. But yeah. I think I'll be a little bit sad when the 3DS eShop gets closed down. Yeah, well, and in the state that, like, you know, the Nintendo Switch Online, like, virtual console libraries are at, at present, um, it's also a bummer to lose access to the 
just the virtual consoles on on either of those systems, right? Um, the 3DS has all of the so much like Game Boy and uh, Game Boy Color stuff, and then the GBA library is all on uh, the Wii U. Um, there are just a lot of games that are not being presented to us on on Switch just yet, uh, or or maybe ever. Like the further we get away from um, what we actually got of the uh, NSL plus expansion pack, the less likely I believe that like Game Boy games are ever going to come to Switch. Now it feels weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, uh, I feel like those will be services. And I know like people really aren't playing those systems that much, but I feel like those are services that in the abstract will be missed when they are gone. Yeah. If they're not replaced by something. Yeah, totally. Finally, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker is available for free as the Switch online game trial in North America right now. We're in the middle of it. It ends on January 20th, so just a couple of days. Nintendo Switch Online subscribers have full access to Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. As always, progress in the trial version carries over to the game if you decide to purchase it after the trial period. I have I have not played through Treasure Tracker all the way, so I've, I'm trying to make it my goal to do so um, before Thursday. before the trial ends <laughs> on 20th, which I don't know how practical that is. That no, is what I'm trying to do. It's tough to do, um, but it is it is a really good game. If uh, if anyone is subscribing to Nintendo Switch Online and has not played it uh, already, uh, check it out. Um, it is a cool, fun, quirky game, and honestly, you can get through the whole thing in a couple days. Um, you can also really sink your teeth in, and like if you're looking for a deeper experience. Um, it's there, but uh, it should be one of those games that is you can plow through it in just a trial period. Um, all right, uh, Mark, let's get out of the news. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. What are you playing? Uh, now you're just showing off. <laughs> Why, come on, you don't want to burn mine? <laughs> this can't just be me being mean to you, No, Mark. I liked it. Oh. <laughs> I is, thought it was really this good. This is worse. <laughs> uh, please remember to rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating on Spotify. If you like the episode, please share it on Facebook or Twitter, wherever you share stuff. We appreciate it when you do that. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nin Cart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apebetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying, no, I can't get Mark to do the impression. I can't get him to even try it. Thanks for listening. I'm Brian Husky. I'm bald. And I'm Charlie Sanders, and I'm also bald. And we host Bald Talk on the Campfire Media Network. Bald Talk is the podcast where two bald comedians talk to anyone bald about being bald. But this show isn't just for baldies, Brian. Harrows will love it, too. Bald Talk gets into vulnerability, vanity, insecurity, and self-acceptance, reminding us that we all have our respective bald spots. Not that bald spots are a bad thing. No way. I mean, my entire head is one big bald spot. It is one huge, beautiful bald spot, Charlie. Get Bald Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, I I have like 
a little bit of hair, but not like you. Like you're really bald. I'm truly bald. Great. I mean, it's I'm great. balder I than it. you. <laughs> you are balder than me. Only on bald talk. Campfire. <laughs>